It's Saturday and it's spooky. Ooh. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty spooky, guys. Eric, anything spooky you got? Um... Oh, uh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, stop that. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, man. Un- uncertain uh, decisions. Yeah. I I am a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm a daywalker like Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Are you a Von Kostein? I don't know what is no. Martin doing. I'm not, I'm not well-painted enough. Yeah, he's a, he, Martin's going off the high of his last episode. Hello, welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. Hello. We're back. It's 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 another week, even though it's only been like ten minutes for us. It's a long ten minutes, though. Yeah, I mean, we, there was a lot of discussion and like getting music ready. So yes, uh, I'm Josh. Uh, Sabrina's here. Hello. We've got a uh, Martin. Hi. Eric is here, uh, and he, Eric is going to be present for this episode. Ignore as, me. <laughs> he's going to be our uh, our guest. Uh, <laughs> Your ghost. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Somebody has not seen Repo the Genetic Opera, which is the topic this week. So he, yep. But he's going to sit in as the like the random listener, somebody that picks up the podcast and just doesn't know what it's about. So oh, you're, you're going, the, Should I pretend to be driving like to work? Like, <laughs> hey, go, go ahead. I'm going to be... <laughs> Hold on, I need to shut this shit off. <laughs> how, how do I unsubscribe other people's feeds? <laughs> unsubscribe one star rating on Yelp. <laughs> yes, you're gonna give us I a listen- Yelp rating. Wow. <laughs> Saturday Friends Club. I listened to your latest, latest episode. And nearly crashed into a fence. <laughs> uh, yes. So uh, we are back. Uh, we are a nostalgia-ish podcast for movies, TV, all that fun stuff. Uh, and what we do is we bring a selection. Uh, we are doing spooky times um, mm. because it is October, um, and that is our favorite time of the year. Also, on top of that, we are doing musical spookies. Rock. Operas. So uh, we have just gotten done with Rocky Horror Picture Show. The election for this episode comes from my lovely Sabrina. Yes. And Sabrina, what did you bring for us? Repo, the genetic opera. What the hell's a repo genetic opera? It's a thing you'll see. Uh, I, I've already seen it. <laughs> Three of the people in this room have already seen it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like, okay, what's your what's your history with repo? Okay, well, I remember <clears throat> they first announced the movie coming out, and I got really excited because I was like, it combined two things I really love, and I love musicals, and I love horror, so I was really excited. I actually bought the soundtrack for the movie before I ever watched it. Okay. So I had been listening to the music for a while, and it took a while before I was actually able to get it because I had to wait for it to come um, be able to be rented. Um, and so I rented it and I watched it and yeah. You, you, you rented and watched it and you, it obviously had an impact on you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has, it has. It certainly is an impact. I, I can okay, tell. Here, here's the thing. It does have a few people in it that I was really excited to see. Like it Paris had... Hilton. It was okay. Paris Hilton was not one of them, even though she's in it. Um, it stars Anthony Stewart Head, who played Giles in Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. So I was really excited about that. It also has Alexa Vega, who plays the main protagonist. And I and when I first started seeing her, it was in Spy Kids. So that was another person I was kind of excited to see. And then on top of that, Sarah Brightman actually plays a role in this movie and if you don't know who sarah brightman is she's basically the person 
who started the Phantom of the Opera craze because she was the first Christine for Andrew Lloyd uh, Webber's musical. She was the very first Christine. And I had actually been following her music for like a really long time. Um, there, if people who actually listen to classical music and opera, um, a lot of people say things about her and they don't say she's really that good. But for me, I think she has a particular style. It's not true opera style. It's a neoclassical opera style. And that's what I follow her for. So when I heard she was going to be in a movie, I was really excited about it. So, um, I did watch the movie and I did enjoy it. It definitely is a horror themed musical. Um, but there were definitely parts of it that I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think going back and this is this is definitely some place that the nostalgia might be a little rusty. Yeah, well we rewatched it and I remembered the stuff that I didn't like about it. So Okay, so let's see. Who had seen this before? I will put myself oh, oh, in. Oh no, I haven't. I haven't. Okay, I had not. Martin had not. Eric, had you seen it? Uh no. Okay. So this is a very specialized thing. And I'm pretty sure, unless this is the type of thing you're into, you're not the type of person to just randomly go, I want to see this. Well, granted, like, I, it's very specific. I did have a little goth boy in me at one point. <laughs> Wait, no, that was that came off really <laughs> bad. Uh, this? Okay. <laughs> I, I am your inner goth spirit, huh? Joshua, this came out, I don't think you were even in high school still when this came out. I think, well, I wasn't in high school because it's, what, 2008? You know, I'm yes, thinking... 2008. Yeah, so yeah. this was after high school for so, me. So I couldn't have a, like a goth phase during college. That would have been weird. I mean, I could have, but you didn't. Though. I didn't. You I didn't certainly school, did not. So yeah, it was. They were too. They were too like late to start. You know, I think this one flew under my radar because I was obsessing over Doctor Horrible's um, uh, sing along blog, sing along blog at the time, along with a bunch of my other uh, freshmen in college. So, yeah, this one definitely did not come into my <laughs> I mean, into my I, think, I think the only reason I heard about it was because it involves Sarah Brightman, and Sarah Brightman made an announcement that she would be in this movie, and that's mm. how I found out about it originally. Oh, and I certainly heard about it when it was coming out. People were like, whoa, Repo the Genetic Opera, and I'm like, okay, well, that sounds weird, and then pretty much like immediately afterwards it's like nobody's talking about repo the genetic opera because it was a bomb yeah it bombed yeah it it was one of those things i'm surprised it got released to like actual theaters like if it had gone directly to video that probably would have made more sense but it does have a bit of a cult following yeah well i would say that uh we almost need to add for all three of the movies that we've done <laughs> that all of these are not only rock operas but they did Terribly. They were all yeah. box office bombs, which have later developed a cult following. Yes. Right. Yeah. So and, Repo is like is probably the newest one we've done. Yeah. And so it does have a bit of a cult following, but probably not as big as the other two. But I think we need a few more, like another decade or so for it to really probably have one. Um the people that made this movie did go on to make another horror um musical called the devil's carnival which we have not seen but super curious hmm. i want to see it because i there were parts of this movie that i loved 
And I'm kind of want to see what they do with it in the one that they did after this one. I would almost say that the best part of this musical is one of the characters that they pretty much have show up twice, if not three times, and be like, "Oh, here's an interesting character." Oh, wait, no, now he's gone. Never mind. Are you? Are talking you talking about, about the, the grave, grave robber? robber? Yes, exactly. <laughs> One of the only interesting characters that shows up in this movie. Well, he was so good. He yeah, was. Well, it's funny that you say that because the guy that plays him mm-hmm. is actually... A real grave robber? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that Th- is thank you, Terrence, audience. Uh, Terrence Sudnik. Yeah, I believe he was actually part of the production crew for this movie as well. Yep, that is. Uh, he did lighting and sound. No, um... No, he did more than that. Uh, excuse me, he was key grip. <laughs> <laughs> Got to grip those keys yeah. tighter. Mm. <laughs> These guys just sit in the basement grinding out keys all day. Puppet masters. There are no puppets in this movie. Uh, he was the composer for the movie. There we oh, go. there yeah. we go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he was also the composer. And also a writer. So yeah, he, he did a bunch of things. Hot well, damn. He, he did... Um, he was also the grave robber in the actual uh, stage version. Actually, there's a few things: Repo the Genetic Genetic Opera, uh, Opera, Opera, the Devil's Carnival. There's also another one that looks like Alleluia, the Devil's Carnival. Oh, so they did a follow up to it. Looks like it. So, so that one probably did better than Repo. It's kind of hard to do anything worse than Repo since it got like 500,000 in the box office. <laughs> Actually, yeah. even, less, even less than that. It was 188,000. Yeah, 188,126. You yeah. can barely buy a Tesla with that. Yeah. Out of a budget of what? 8.5 million? So did they, did they, <laughs> maybe they covered the fake, like the pig's blood budget out of this movie? Pretty much. That's less than a 5% return. Ouch. Yeah, well, there's a lot of, like, weird digital effects they used in this movie, too. It yeah. probably was expensive. Yeah, they put a lot into it for something that was a stage play. Like, I'm kind of upset that they didn't do more, like, practical stuff like they would have done for the stage. Because um, I feel like Rocky Horror did that, where they kept it very practical. They didn't do anything super, like, expensive. But in Repo... Now that they were doing a movie, they were like, let's go crazy. And I feel like they probably didn't need to do that. Well, you're, you're saying that the picture frames of ghosts is a little bit too much. The holographic pictures? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, nope. There was a lot of holographic Those pictures. must have been a pain in the ass to animate, too. Yeah. <laughs> and there were a lot of, like, broad scenes of the city yeah. that they went through. with That was probably all digital. And I'm just like, oh, my God, guys, why? Not to mention all those crazy floating signs in yeah. the air. That have you're you're a horror musical. Come on. You Where's can't be spend you can't be spending all this money you know you know you have to know you're not going to do that great i mean seriously maybe they thought they'd kill it man now is the time for repo everybody now is the time that people care about like the financing of organs this is it it's just there's it's just Let's just get into it. Okay, let's go ahead and get into it. I bet you're, I hope that you're willing to to give your heart, your mind, your lungs, your kidneys, your liver, whatever organs you are willing to loan out to care about this uh, this musical we have here. 
It is time for Repo, the genetic opera. By the way, I don't have the, the thing properly, so this is just going to be me going straight into one of the songs. That's fine. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going off of whatever order I can see on the on the songs. So uh, uh, repo, hey repo. That it's was a, a '90s ass song. Oh, oh man, do you want to hear? So some, there are going to be some 2008 gothic songs all up in this. It's 2008, but it sounds like 1998. It's yeah. it, it's a stage play. It probably took a while to hit. Uh, let's see. So, Repo the Genetic Opera is a 2008 American Gothic musical horror comedy film directed by Darren Lynn Bosman, uh, directed on the 2002 musical of the same name and was written and composed by Darren Smith and Ter- Terrence Zedich. Uh, the film stars uh, a bunch of people that we said a little bit earlier. Uh, opened a very limited release in 2008 on seven screens. I wonder why it didn't do well mm. if it's an $8 million thing and you put it on seven screens. Oof. Yeah. Uh, received mixed to negative reviews, but gained a cult following similar to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, managing even to fill theaters worldwide with costume fans performing shadow cast versions of the movie. Which, uh, huh. Fancy like that. Rocky Horror? I guess so. Yeah. I'm just gothing it up at all times. There's a point in the scene where everybody just pokes their eyes out. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. So uh, shall we? And and if you do have a song that you want me to do, uh, feel free to poke me or mention said song, and I'll try and find it on the list. As that we've got these. By the year 2056, an epidemic of organ failures are devastating the planet. The mega corporation Genco provides organ transplants on a payment plan. Clients who default on payments, however, are hunted down by repo men. Skilled assassins contracted by Genco to repossess organs, usually killing the clients in the process. The CEO of Genco. Rotissimo Rotti Largo, as listed in a newspaper article about his kids, discovers he is terminally ill. Rotti's three children, Luigi Largo, Pavi Largo, and Amber Sweet, uh, also known as Camellia Largo, uh, who changed their name to help them, uh, who changed her name to help herself become a popular singer, bicker over who will inherit Gene Co. Roddy believes none of his children are worthy heirs, and they consistently embarrass him with their robust attitudes, and instead plans to pass the fortune to Shiloh, the daughter of his ex-fiancee, Marnie. Okay, so starting off, very standard plot. I mean, we've all seen this one before. Yep. Yep. All right, cool. So one of the things I do actually kind of like about the way in which the plot is handled is that it goes between live action and these kind of... um. Uh, uh, Watchmen like comic uh, comic book sequences where mm-hmm. they uh, provide some of the exposition, but also like background stories for each of the characters. Right. So some of that, you know, is a little meh. 
But I did like at least the kind of visual style of it. I think that's a really cool concept that they were able to yeah. in the movie. Uh, so let's see. So going into it, the, the very beginning, we sort of see um, Shiloh kind of at a graveyard. Okay, but... that's the song, Things You See in the Graveyard. Yep, so yep, that would be this one. So, yeah, she's just, she's in this tunnel, and she goes into this mausoleum, and it basically looks like that she's just there to visit her mom, because that's where like, Marnie's grave is. And she tries to catch this bug, and the bug escapes through the window. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going to go outside for a little bit. But then she's like, oh, my God, there's all these guys out here with, like, guns and searchlights. So she hides, and she comes across the grave robber. Now, we should mention that going out into the graveyards is punishable by death. Yep. Because, because the, yeah, because of the issue of the grave robber, because he goes in there to collect... Um, Zydrates. Yeah, it's black. It's... Um, but it's like the black market version of black Zydrate. market of Zydrate because he's basically just taking it from dead corpses. Yeah, because I guess dead corpses just like have this stuff in their nose. Yeah, and just to just to explain, Zydrate is supposed to be like this super powerful painkiller, and at the same time, it's highly addictive. Correct. So she's out here and she meets this grave grave robber guy. That all he is. So basically, he shows up and he's just like. I, I'm going to be very quiet and sing this song detailing a few things. But then suddenly, I'm going to yell and let all the people yeah. that are in the graveyard it's, know that we're here. It's the next one, the yep. 21st Century Cure, which explains all right, so. a bit about it. Do, 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 do. There we go. Okay, get see if you can get the plot out of this one, Eric. All right. Industrialization has crippled the globe. Enjoy Gene Co's day and nighttime formula of Zydrate. Nature failed as technology spread. And in this wake, a market erected. By Zydrate from an unlicensed source is illegal. An entire city built on top of the dead. And you can finance your bones and your kidneys. For every market, a submarket grows. So, yes. I actually like the song. It, any of the grave <laughs> robber songs are actually good. Yeah. Is he, play, is he Rob Zombie? I'm like, I'm just going off the music here. I mean, no, no it, it's more so that he goes to, he digs out the corpses from the grave. He takes out what is like a syringe gun, basically punches the syringe gun into the oh, corpse here go. and sucks out. Exactly. It's pure. He says this multiple times. Just, it's clean, it's quick, it's pure. It could change your life. So all this time he's like hiding out. They're hiding out in this graveyard, and you like uh, Shiloh's just like hiding here because there's people with guns, and she's just like, mm -hmm. "Well, this is weird. There's this guy, but okay, we're safe right now. Everything's cool." Yeah, and then he just kind of does this. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and they're like, oh, shit, there's a frame robber here. Yeah, because he's the dumbest bastard in the world. Well, he's just like, hey, he, he he mixed the streams, the music, and the, the plot. Yeah. So, no, but, that's this entire thing. Every single song in this movie is, I'm going to dictate everything that you should know. Here is your exposition. Yeah, it, it's that singing, talking style that some musicals use. And I'm not 100% a big fan of it because I'm like, there are full-on musicals that are just music, and they just sing through everything. They don't do the stupid sing, like singing, talking shit, which mm. I'm not really a super big fan of because I feel like it's a bit of a, of a. Uh, it kind of feels easy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like the, oh, we'll just do this. It's easy instead of like worrying about making actual music. It also makes it, it makes all the music, at least in this, sound the same. Oh. Yeah. And I think we forgot to mention that. One of the base, the basis of this movie is that in the future, um, they basically made getting your organs transplanted. Um, that's the new thing. Instead of getting like cosmetic surgery, it's all about organ surgery. Yep, that's a thing. Like it goes even to the level of replacing your entire face. Yeah, your entire face because your skin is an organ. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can probably replace yours face replace your eyes i need a new kidney yeah, i want to i want a liver that i could drink as much as i want yeah, you want people, big feet small feet yeah and basically it's like the new thing to do and like there are people who are like like amber sweet the daughter of uh rati um she's very much addicted to having surgery mm -hmm. yeah. um but anyways so <laughs> That's why we have repo men, because if you don't make your payments in time, they can. Uh, this Rossi guy made um, Congress pass a bill saying he was allowed to repossess organs if people failed to make payments on them. And for some reason, that includes actually killing people to get them. Yep. So, so we're in the graveyard. Stupid grave robber decides to call the attention of the guards in the graveyard. Stupid, so. but cool. But so he has to have Shiloh come with him. And while he's still singing that song about fucking Zydrate, um, they managed to crawl in through a hole into this mausoleum just full of dead bodies because so many people. Well, because before all of this happened, there was some weird disease that wiped out a bunch of the population. Yeah. So they're basically sitting on a giant grave, the whole city. So they're in this mausoleum full of dead bodies, and she's freaking out because she's not really supposed to be outside. And then they catch her, and she's freaking out, and you hear a thing going off saying, your blood pressure is too low. Take your medicine. And she passes out while a repo man comes towards her. She wakes up in bed. She's back at home, and her dad's there trying to take care of her. This is when you find out that she has some sort of disease because you notice she doesn't have any hair. She actually wears a wig. And her dad's like, you know what? You're not supposed to be outside. And she's like, Dad, I saw all these things. What's going on? Because she hasn't been outside. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. Just take your medicine or whatever. And then she goes and she like. Well, we have another exposition song. Yeah, she has the um, the infected song, yeah. She's basically blaming her blood disease on her mom. And basically... 
yeah, basically, this is just a more or less just repeats that one line there pretty much the entire way through. Like, yeah, just it's detailing. just her. It's basically just her bitching about the fact that she's stuck inside and she can't go outside because she's sick. You rebellious seventeen-year-old that just wants freedom and independence from her. Family. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, she is completely like full-on goth. Granted, everybody in this world is more or less. 100% full on goth. Yeah. yeah. But she is the most naive goth in the world. Oh my god. She's just like, I don't know anything, but I'm I'm so moody. I can see everything from my window. I feel like I'm in a cage. And meanwhile, her dad is just like, "No, I I've, I've got to keep you here. You've got to you've got to ha- take your medicine and stay here because of your your heart thingy. I have to protect you. You're all that's left in my life." Yeah, her Wait. dad, uh, Nathan. Yeah, right. Wait. So then we get into like the so, boy, how are you going to explain like the weird details of like the mom and the dad and the okay, friend? Because well, <laughs> so, they go places trying to make up a plot here. It's it yeah, gets a little zany. So basically, Nathan is Shiloh's dad, and she believes that he's just a doctor, which he was, um, but. This is not right. Okay. Don't look at it. All right. Okay. So, um, after he takes care of her, he prepares for work, but this is where you find out that he is the repo man for Jinko. He's the head repo man. <gasps> and the reason he is the repo man is because he believes he killed Marnie, his wife, and Shiloh's mom with the treatment he created for her illness while she was pregnant. Um, where in truth, we found out later that Rotti actually poisoned Marnie's medicine behind Nathan's back as so, revenge for Marnie leaving him. So the big CEO poisons this lady because he's like, Mern, I don't like you left. Yeah, yeah. So, um, because she's dying, he decides to take, um, because she's pregnant with Shiloh, he decides to take Shiloh out of her. And after this, people come and they act like they're going to arrest him. But Roddy basically just blackmails him um, and agrees to keep him out of jail and with his newborn daughter if he performs surgical repossessions for the company. Meanwhile, uh, Shiloh, all the while that she's growing up, has no idea that this is that he's going to, that he is a repo man, much less does not know that the, such thing as a repo man exists. Yeah, right. she doesn't know any of this. So, again, she is just completely just, like, baby, just like, I don't know anything. What's a graveyard? What's a... This is spooky. Well, she knows what a graveyard is. I think it was just the amount of bodies she saw that bothered her, which I agree. If I saw that many bodies in one place, I'd freak out, too. Whoa, that's some bodies. Oh, yeah. So So many bodies. um, And then there's the song that Nathan sings uh, as the the repo man, which kind of... It gives a sense of, like, a twisted delight that he takes in being the Repo Man. Well, okay, there's bas- he basically has to separate himself into two different people. You'll notice in some songs he'll yeah. switch. Yeah. Where he's Nathan in part of the song, and then you see the part where he turns into the Repo Man and his voice gets grav- gravelier. Yeah, he, so, he pulls a Batman. Yeah. Yeah, he basically has to separate himself into two different people because what he does for as the Repo Man is pretty hard. So I can imagine you'd have to create a different persona for that. Um, I mean, but I can't remember what song he sings first. I mean, there's that one weird one where he actually puts his hand inside of someone's rib cage and uses them as a puppet. Yeah. No, that was the first one. Um, Was uh, that Thankless Job? 
or... in his lab. I think it's the thankless job. Yeah. Okay, so this one. Of course, I don't know when any of these start, so we'll just go off of it. But, but, but basically, he he he's just like most of the time he's just kind of like this wormy just like i'm a dad and i need to be good and i'm explaining everything because i'm a good dad gotta take care of shiloh shiloh yeah, well, yeah, is important was, yeah but that was Not a different song singing. i'm just talking to a baby. it was that was a different song right it was but yeah. it was like a shorter song and basically explained the whole situation right but i didn't yeah. put that one in there yeah right well as said this, there are 50 songs in this so everything is a song so yeah. thankless job though is him singing as the reaper right yeah so, no one ever me so his voice I'm is super gravelly right here. You can just imagine that as he's singing, he's chopping up, slicing the guy up, pulling out organs, there's blood and goop everywhere. It's just great. Yeah, and his and so opposed to the like part of him that was like, I'm the nice guy. Now he's like this. Yeah. So. Okay, so after that, um, Roddy ends up calling up Shiloh on her little bracelet device thingy that also tells her winner-taker medication. He invites her out um, with a promise of a cure for her blood disease. Um, and that's... And there she finds the Largo brothers arguing about their father's will while their sister harasses Blind Mag, um, who is Jinko's opera singer and celebrity spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Mag uses surgically enhanced eyes, but works for Rati indefinitely as a result, having been tricked into signing her contract in blood pre-surgery. After introducing her to Mag, Roddy stations his gen turns to guard Shiloh. He then announces that Mag will soon give the last Jean co-sponsored performance of her career. And then Grave Robber finds Shiloh in the tent and helps her escape the fairgrounds. So there's one plot point, though, that I, I don't know if we missed this yet or hasn't come up, is that Roddy is also terminally ill. Yeah, he mentioned that earlier. Yeah, he mentioned, okay. Yeah, that was part of the beginning uh, uh, setup for the story. Right, right, right. Okay, so uh, this is when we get the Zydrate Anatomy song. So as they hurry through the city, Grave Robber encounters several of his customers, including the surgiotic Amber. Right, and this is probably what I would say is the best, song, the best song of the entire good. thing. Yeah. I wonder why I ever got in Blood market Blood market Sometimes I wonder why they need me at all Zytrate comes in a little glass vial A little glass vial? And the little glass vial goes into the gun like a battery And the Zytrate gun goes somewhere against your anatomy and when the gun goes off, it sparks and you're ready for surgery. Surgery. The song has some really odd central instruments. Well, yeah. and, and we also get a, like, here's Paris Hilton. As Amber Speed. Trying so hard to sing. Yep. But okay. just not quite hitting it. Well, <laughs> she's not supposed to. So. Yeah. Like, as we mentioned before, uh, Amber Sweet's a surgery addict. Um, there's a part where, before we get to this, where they announce Amber Sweet at the fair, and she's not there. So this is where she is. She skipped the fair she was supposed to speak at. Once again, publicly embarrassing her father. 
Um, and then once he gives her the drug, she explains that she will be replacing Blind Mag after her eyes are repossessed following the opera. Because she's, as we mentioned before, she wants to be a famous singer. Mm -hmm. This is her dream. But we'll find out later that she's actually not that great of a singer, just like the person that plays her. <laughs> um, so uh, at this point, Gene Cops arrive. Gene Co. Cops. And then Grey Robber and Shiloh part ways, and she quickly returns to her room before Nathan notices she's gone. Um, uh, her dad, Nathan, at this time, reappears from his secret place in the fireplace, because I guess that's where his repo man stuff is at, is behind the fireplace. <laughs> his repo man cave. Yeah. <laughs> the repo man. <laughs> Basically. I've got the rack to hold people as I seal their um, organs. I've got a Green Bay Packers jersey over here. Yeah. Uh, so, Here's my rack of knives. <laughs> so he comes in, and immediately he's called by Rotti again. So he goes back. He sees Rotti. And basically, Rotti tries to make get him to repossess Mag's eyes after the opera, but he refuses. Because Mag was a friend of his wife. Marnie. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cruel, man. Um, He's also... They're like singing some stupid song at him. I forget which one. Well, they everybody is singing a song at somebody at this point. Yeah. Um, it might be Night Surgeon. I don't remember. Well, Night Surgeon would be this one. Oh, hi. That's a pleasant little piano. Very tender. Oh. Oh, no. This was the song he was singing before he sang Thankless Jaw. That's why. Oh, okay. Because this is... Night, okay, yeah, this was a song. Sorry, there's so many songs. It's hard for me to remember which. There are 50 where. songs. There's yeah. a ton. It's crazy, man. But basically, Night Surgeon is the song where you hear him change from being Nathan to the Repo Man. Because towards the end is when he turns to that. And then after that is the Thankless Job song. Yep. Sorry, I was looking at the order they were listed in the soundtrack, but they're not in, for some reason, they weren't in order. Right, that's fine. And so that was confusing me. Okay. Um,. Well, let's see. Plot-wise, so we basically we so, have... Okay, so he's at Roddy's place. Roddy's like, you gotta take Mag's eyes. He's like, no, he was she was a friend of Marnie's. They're trying to convince him, and while he's there, he's doing another repo job. But then he quits mid-surgery, uh, and he basically tells Roddy, I cannot do this job. Find someone else. Uh, this angers Roddy, and he vows to have Nathan taken out. Um, then Mag arrives at Shiloh's house and reveals she is Shiloh's godmother, and that's when the song Chase the Morning is playing, um, because Mag's, basic, Mag's eyes basically can also show holographic pictures, and that's where he's showing Shiloh her mother, and her mother is the one singing. Even though the, there are holograms of her mother everywhere in this room. Well, but this one was like a movie, so... And every time you hear the part, chase the morning, it's basically her mom singing oh, okay. it. Uh, but so weird because it's like being projected out of her eyes directly in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where she reveals that she is Shiloh's godmother. Mm -hmm. Which really doesn't mean anything in the total plot except just to bind her a little bit closer to... Shiloh. Yeah, well, uh, Mag states she was unaware Shiloh was even alive because Nath Nathan told her she had died with her mother. Uh, for she for reasons. You know, because he's a good father. He yeah. cares about his daughter. Um, she cautions Shiloh to not make the same mistake she did. 
But then Nathan arrives home and forces Mag out after she scolds him for lying to her about Shiloh's death. With Shiloh being very upset and knowing that there are these repo men now that are coming for her and being like, don't let her outside. And him being like, no, I need to put her outside to, to, for reasons. We, Yeah, I'm not a repo man at all. No, he didn't want her to go outside because right. yeah. supposedly she was sick. Well, no, 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 not her, not um, not Shiloh. No, Mag wanted Mag to go out. It's like forcing Mag outside while Shiloh's like, "No, she's my godmother now." And yeah. there are repo men after her. You can't do this. And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever. Shut up. Go outside." Um, and yeah, and that's when um, we'll skip this one. But then. <laughs> He goes up <laughs> to argue basically with her and she basically decides to have this teenage tantrum where she starts singing about being 17 and it turns into like some daydream where she's a rock star and there's a lady in the corner playing a guitar who looks a lot like Joan Jett Joan or Jett. something. Yeah. 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 And then you have like the dancing, the dancing teddy bear on the side. Yeah. But the way the song ends is actually quite fantastic because just it's just slap. Yeah, she says something that makes her father really mad, so he slaps her, and it takes her out of the daydream. Yeah, a real great father yeah. thing yes. right there. Great, great parenting. Okay, so after that, he leaves, um, because I, I think he plans on killing Rati. I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah. But then Rati phones Shiloh again, invites her to the opera. Um... At the time, Nathan finds the Gene Cops searching his basement. They try to arrest Nathan, but he quickly dispatches them and heads to the opera looking for Shiloh. Because he's a superhero pretty much at this point. Yeah, well, he just realized that she had gone because she got invited by what's-his-face. Yes, using, using Shiloh's only power, leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next part, we're going to need uh, the Chromagia song playing. All right, Chromagia. That would be this one. So this is where Mag takes the stage and sings her final song. Uh, she ends up deviating from the song's grand finale, denouncing the Largo family and gouging out her eyes in a final act of defiance. Her final lines, the song is sung in, I believe, Italian. But at the very end, she goes, but take these eyes. Yeah, but something about, about her eyes. And essentially, at that point, she then just, like, jabs her fingers into her eyes. Well, she has these special nail—they're they're rings, but they have fake nails on them. They're made out of metal, and she uses them to puncture her eyes and pull them out. And yeah. at that point, Rati—because she is actually floating above the stage um, yeah. on this wire thing, and Rati ends up cutting the line, and she ends up falling to her death because there's, like, this weird spiked— yeah, a gate on the stage. Yeah, yeah, they just decided to add a spike. Hey, let's put a spike gate on the stage. I think it was yeah, supposed just make... to look like a graveyard. I think that's why. Mm, but, but it's it... like it's a brutal death. Yeah. You know, if if you're you're dealing with the like founder of your company like is dying, um, you know, you're you're dealing with all this like this stuff. I wouldn't imagine that you would want like the final opera of this person the likely final opera of the guy that is leading the company and everything just to be like, Hey, let's add this like death themed uh, thing to it. What do you think? You know, no happy, like no happy feelings. You want to have a big death opera? Well, he basically assures everyone that Mag's death is part of the performance. <laughs> yeah. Just like um, closes the curtains. Like, all right, on to the next part, man. Wasn't that CGI great? Everyone. Uh, yeah. Awesome. There's no bodies here. Yeah. But he convinces them and they remain seated. <laughs> 
Um, and then this is when... A lot of just crowds being idiots. Yeah. I don't know what death looks like. And is it just me, or does that her body, like, appear and disappear a couple of times by the end sequence? I feel like it does. <laughs> it's just like, there, and it's gone. And it's back. Oh, she's still dead. You don't see. There's just, like, the the the, cr the team members, like, going behind the stage and lifting up the entire think, fence with her on it or something. Well, I think her body did get removed at some point, but they didn't show it getting removed. Mm. Um, Sarah Brightman, everyone. Good yay, night. There we go. Yeah. So, um... On stage, Roddy comes on and he reveals that Shiloh does not have a blood disease, but that Nathan has been making her ill with the medicine he insists that she takes. With the medicine. Ah, ah. <laughs> um, unable to deal with the loss of Marnie, Nathan explains he was trying to keep Shiloh safe from the world. Approaching death's door, Roddy tells Shiloh that she will inherit Jinko if she kills her father. When she refuses, Roddy uses the last of his strength to shoot Nathan. Roddy then dies from his terminal illness, and Nathan dies with one last farewell to Shiloh. That's when they sing, I didn't know I'd love you so much. Which I actually like the song. I actually quite like this one. It's, yeah. It was yeah. a really like nice slow uh uh slow rock ballad. Yeah, and it was like the first time they actually sang together instead of singing against each other. Yeah. You'll notice the other songs they always sing against each other, but this one they sing together. And yeah. a lot of the songs before this had a lot of like that mid two thousands just mm -hmm. you know, whatever like techno dark wave crap that they were putting on top of it. And this is yeah. just like Hey, how about a nice, just like standard rock theme here? We're actually concentrating on singing. Mm -hmm. Amazing! Yeah. I mean, he's dying in her arms as yeah. this song's going on, but yeah. And then basically we get to the end. He's dead. Bunch of people are dead. Yeah. Um, and then Shiloh has her solo. Basically, Shiloh leaves, uh, deciding that her father's murderous tendencies do not dictate her future and that she is free at last to live her own life and that's where you get the genetic emancipation song all right and genetic emancipation not that one that one this one so and basically the, with the gene co what amber ends up like in charge of gene co uh, yeah yeah yeah, Amber so, ends up and the brothers are still kind of in the picture, but not really. It's yeah. hinted that there's like going to be a conflict later in the sequel. Yeah, we didn't mention that like, so one brother is just a homicidal maniac. Yeah. And the other one just has this weird thing of like his face is screwed up. So he has like another fake face on himself. And that prosthetic looks really cool. Yeah, yeah that's a really cool design. Yeah. Um, I like this. I like this. Um. The visual design for his character. Like, if you know um, Handsome Jack from, like, Borderlands, yeah, he sort of same. has that look where it's just like, this is my fake artificial face. Yeah, yeah, the only thing is he doesn't have that crazy area around his mouth where it's another mouth over his mouth mm -hmm. like this character does, which makes it look more gruesome. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically... But basically, since she, yeah, so since Shiloh didn't so kill her father, Roddy never signed his will, and Jinko does not belong to her. 
and she just leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, out. she still gets to leave by the nice car with the chauffeur. So I don't know what ends up with that. But yeah, and I'm then, going to steal this. Nobody's looking. And so in the epilogue, Grey Robber takes over and he claims that Shiloh fled, leaving Jinko with no legal heir. And then mid credit scene reveals that Amber had becomes Jinko's new CEO and promised to change the reposition policy. Also that her brother, um, she put the face... Oh yeah, we forgot to mention the part where she tries to perform before Mag's performance. And as she's singing really badly, she's spinning around and her face falls off. Mm-hmm. So that face, she... Um, then gives to her brother. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Oh, she, there was an auction oh, that yeah. her brother was... won after killing the other highest bidders. Yeah. And so he's all he's now wearing her face. Which is, you know... <laughs> Normal. Normal. Yeah. Totally yeah. reasonable. Totally reasonable. And there's like some kind of like hinted, uh, there's kind of like some kind of like hinted sub romance between them. Like this like a little incestuous earlier in the movie. But it's like, ugh. I mean, I didn't really. I didn't. I didn't get... pick up on that. I mean, I think a what's his face does say something about my brother and sister should fuck. But it's between her and Pavi. Not Pavi. Uh. Is it the psycho one? The, yeah, the crazy one that just keeps killing people throughout the movie. That oh, doesn't look weird. okay. So it's more of like a joke thing then. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so the other thing is that this was like the middle movie in a trilogy. There was supposed to be a movie before. They, like, they were hoping that there would be a movie before and a movie after. This is like the new hope of, of Repo. Yes. The new hope of Repo. <laughs> they, had, they had ambitions. I don't think those ambitions happened. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just uh, from an outsider's perspective, just listening to this and also reading through it on Wikipedia, this movie seems really confusing. I mean, there's a few, pretty much it's like the grave robber's interesting, but... It's not confusing. You have to watch it to get it because, like, we're skipping a lot of stuff just because so much was happening. Yeah. And most, and pretty much everything was sung. Yes. So there's a lot of stuff we're probably passing over. They do explain the story... I'm just not saying it's 100% that great of a story. Um, I like the idea of this being like a post-apocalyptic world, but I don't like the idea of somehow the Senate or Congress or whatever passed a law that allowed this guy to repossess organs like, and basically killing people. Wait, are you saying that there are points of time in which Congress does not look out for the people they actually follow? Oh, snap. But I'm talking about straight out murder, though, because he there's parts where you see the Rebel Man. He doesn't just take the organ. I've seen him slice someone's throat before going after the organ. Like he's yeah. not just getting the organ. He's literally killing these people. It's it's basically licensed murder. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically. I th- I think in the turn like there this is a this is a fantasy world in which is just like excuse me while this part of my brain has to leave. I mean, it is a dystopia. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is a dystopia. And they they set up pretty early. It's just like, oh yeah, the outside of these cities are just like miles and miles of just like wasteland and it's only when you get to the cyberpunk future like center of it where Jinko is is where it is actually habitable and okay yeah right like it, everywhere else is just a hellscape because everybody died x number of years ago because all of their or because somebody played uh whatever that like infection game was and just went like oh i nearly killed everybody neat <laughs> 
Yeah, there basically was like a mass infection. And I guess that's where that Roddy guy came from. He was the one who came out and was like, hey, we can help you survive longer by trading out your organs. And then somehow because of that, because it became such a vital thing to do, and he made it so you could sign contracts and not worry having to pay right away that you could do payment plans for them. But then somehow... Magic. Because, I mean, I mean, it's a fad, and fads sometimes just pop out of nowhere, but this is a ridiculous one. It became a fad to just have your organs replaced for no reason. You don't like the way your heart's working? Just replace your heart, even if you don't really need to, and waste all that money. But think how many, like, prefer, like I could see... If you had this sort of world with like professional athletes where you could tell somebody that was like a linebacker that was going on to like age 35 of like, hey, we can get that back. Like that person would totally go for it. I could see somebody that was just like, hey, your back hurts. Okay, well, then we'll just give you a new back. And then then I mean, or, hey, your, your hands have arthritis. Let's just get you new hands. For, I know, but for 14 new dollars, you could play the piano. Yeah. Oh, sweet. $14 a month. Right, I play yeah. the piano. It's like it's like. But here's the thing. People don't think about this. Like even just plastic surgery. Would you the like amount, a... the amount of time and pain and healing that you have to go through before it becomes good again? It takes time. Well, it looks yeah. like in this world, like it just happens. Right. Like but it's just like here, actually... let me take some Zydrate. All right, sweet, let's yeah, do it. Yeah. They probably simplify it a lot. Right. Right. But if you really think about it, like even people that go through plastic surgery, they're like, it's painful. It takes a lot of time. I mean, now they have Zydrate. Yeah. Right. But you should be able to see signs of these surgeries. There were so many bodies that they looked at and was like, okay, I'm not seeing any sign of some of these surgeries. Well, there were actually a couple of characters. I think it was one, I mean, even Amber at some point when she comes into Zodi's office at a certain point talking about paying for yeah, surgery. Yeah, her face is all fucked her up. Her face is all fucked up. So I think there is some showing of like the, you know, the, the impact that that surgery has on people, especially somebody like Amber who does those repeat surgeries. Yeah. yeah. But her and I think her brothers are the only other two you can actually see it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you can't really tell on everyone else. Right. And I mean, basically, who's going to turn down the idea of, hey, would you like a bigger penis? How big? Where? Who's, who's do you want? I Boom. mean, there you go. <laughs> but at the risk of failing to make payments and having your shit repossessed, Without them caring if you die or not. But how many people? Yeah, I guess I guess it would be one of those things of like, if if they were like, by the way, like here's a car. It's fourteen dollars a month. But if just so it happens you don't make a payment on the car, we kill you with it. Well, well, think yeah. about it. Think about the context of like, the broader social, political, economic context in which this movie was made. Right? What's happening now or recently happening? The subprime mortgage crisis the recession here so i think well when the when the actual if you're thinking about when the actual play itself that would have been 2002 right so play but then for the movie though i think that's still something that might have been the idea of like getting something where you can just pay it for where you can where you can get something that you've been wanting a dream to be able to get it and you don't have to pay for it immediately you can manage those payments that are down the line but then if you don't or you're just not able to get it then or not able to to manage yourself your finances in a way to be able to pay that off then you have dire consequences come through and in this case repossession of your organs and death seems problematic yeah i wouldn't fucking risk it unless i absolutely had to have surgery okay right. if you could replace one of your organs which would you do go 
I don't have any problem with any of my organs right now. I wouldn't replace any of them. I would have a bionic liver. I could drink as much as I want. I mean... <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. I would... Would I want the liver or would I want the stomach to be able to handle it? Hmm. They didn't say they had bionic organs. Oh, well, I mean, but just like one, like I would, uh, the stomach to be able to handle it, but the liver to be able to like dose it out at the right amount so I could just so continuously you, drink. You can pick like a mega organ. Yeah. yeah. Like think about that. Like if you could just like shot, 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 yes, shot, shot. because you drink so much that you need a better liver. But if I could, if I could make my liver like hyper make the alcohol Aspire, better. Aspiring to un untold levels of alcoholism. Like imagine, <laughs> imagine if you had a liver that could actually like it had a, able to hold some liquor. I mean, it wouldn't just be about liquor. Then it would be about many other things. Like your liver has to process. Right. So then I could like tell it to do different things of just like, hey, my people... buddies are going out partying. I could just be like, all right, sweet, I got the boost. Let's go. People are gonna think you're an alcoholic. Maybe. <laughs> not, well, not in our not in our like mega organ future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can decide to be an alcoholic in my mega organ future. Perfect. I think I would go for like a super heart. So, y'all, that's almost sweet. Except, why, why do you just need more blood? I just need more blood. And then <laughs> that way I can become the best Olympic athlete of the age. You could, you could have like super bones. I was also thinking about super bones too. And then that way you wouldn't even need an exosuit to be able to do stuff. You just like have hardened bones that you could, you could then take multiple hits and things. And you could become a, like an assassin oh. or something. I mean, I played Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. That exoskeleton doesn't help with everything. Like, you'd need to do some extra stuff, like extra protective <laughs> skin and things to really, like... But, I mean, like, the, the fun of, like, I'm just going to fall off this building and I don't care. All right, I'm cool. No, no, you couldn't do that. Not in a, not in Call of Duty. Well, no, but I'm just I'm I'm just meaning like what would it take? Like, which, all right, which organs do I need to do this to be a Superman? Well, oh God, you I'm, could also replace your brain too in that. So you could even get the brain of like some genius, and they become a super genius. Could you imagine in this particular world, you the the but, like next movement of this would be people being able to buy in a bulk plan to become superheroes. Like someone actually purchasing, like I want the super strong muscles. I want this. I want to, my skin to be impervious to bullets, and I can fight crime. But I need money when I'm fighting crime, so please pay me to do this because I have to pay for all of these things can, that keep me. And I become I, a savant too. Can I question the replacing the brain part? If you replace your brain with someone else's brain, don't you just basically become that other person? Well. Because isn't your brain hold basically all of who you are? That's true, but then I'm thinking there might be some kind of future technology that allows you to infuse a part of your personality into the brain so that you get... So, like, a soul transfer, basically. Kind of, yeah. Like, imagine if you just gave yourself, like, a bigger hard drive, but for your brain. Exactly. What if What if you use that brain to then create an even better super brain? <laughs> and you use that brain... <laughs> comes in oh, a loop. It's like, it's, you know, the, the repo, the, the genetic opera singularity. Oh, I mean, if go. they could actually make people smarter by replacing their brains, I'm pretty sure Roddy would have done that to all of his children because they were all fucking stupid and annoying. Yeah, who 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 did he have sex with to have those three awful kids? It wasn't Marnie. No, it no. sure wasn't. Um, no, Marnie looks like came after his kids because yeah, Marnie left. Yeah, because Marnie left before. Yeah, and anything. he was pretty. He wasn't that young when he was with Marnie, so he had to have had them before yeah. that. So, All right. I Re don't know. Repo, <laughs> Repo the genetic opera. It, it gives more questions than it answers. Yeah.
Um, I mean, considering it was supposed to be a trilogy, I'm sure there was like more stuff they were going to explain, but because they ended up only being able to do that one movie, we're just left out in the cold. Yeah, I mean, a, a movie that made about as much money as buying a single room house in Mississippi. Yeah. 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 There were still some kind of interesting moments. Yeah. Of course, we all agree that the grave robber is cool. The grave robber was cool. Down to hang out. So, yeah, I'd hang out with him. Probably yeah. Sarah Brightman. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few other people. But overall, the movie is... I would say if you're interested in that kind of music, you want uh, like 90s Rob Zombie, like kind of goth butt rock kind of thing. If if a good time for you is sitting there and watching all of the of the underworld movies, then this is for you. (laughs) Well, in all the gruesome, if you're into like gore, then there's definitely a lot of scenes of the Repo Man pulling out organs from people. That's not even to me. Like even when he was pulling out organs, they were so fake. Of like, look at this perfect heart. I'm like, that's a dumb looking heart. Yeah, like, all the hearts look, look the same. It looked like a giant. Like, hi, here's this red styrofoam. I, it wasn't styrofoam. It was squishy. Whatever they used to make it. Squishy styrofoam. Maybe like ballistic scale. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but um. I, I mean, I like. It wasn't like super realistic, but I think it was just realistic enough for that style of movie. My favorite part was when he was pulling out the guts of the one guy. I was like, oh, that looks like fun. (laughs) I married this woman. I married this woman. Okay, because usually when you're seeing a movie and someone's like gets shot in their gut and their intestines fall out and they're grabbing for them, like that looks sad. But then when you're the person actually... But when, but when you're there and you treat it like a rope, it's like we. I'm thinking. Let me see how much of this will come out, guys. I'm thinking please. of this. I'm thinking of the scene from Turbo Kid now. Oh. I mean, he okay. Andrew Stewart Head got to stand there and just pull out random organs from this dude's torso in this one scene. Uh, I, mean, I would have fun doing that. That you know, seems like we, fun. You just need a repo, like a repo theme party, and just have. Yeah. yeah, you just like you pull out the intestine, you have it there, you like throw it over your oh, shoulder, no, you like, take the pictures no, with it. Like, oh. No, we can make operation, but in a fake real body. Oh my god! Can you? Oh my god! That would be so much fun. <laughs> that actually, like that actually does. If you could pull it off, that would be kind of a cool like Halloween party. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. That would be really cool. I mean, I just need some more like special effects, friends, so I can make a fake real body. But instead of actually buzzing if you hit the sides, it just squirts you with fake blood. Or it or the, screams. Or the, the person oh just, God, no. <laughs> or it does both. <laughs> <laughs> or it plays music from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, I think that's repo. Oh boy. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. Uh, so thank you all for uh, for joining us this week for Repo, the genetic opera. Uh, we will join next week. It is Eric's choice. Oh boy, oh. it is my I, I, it is my choice, man. And what a choice it is. What have you brought? I have brought, uh, following very closely along the last couple episodes, I have brought the Phantom of the Paradise, a bizarre like not Phantom of the Opera because we did not get the rights for Phantom of the Opera. It's Phantom of the Opera. No, it's it's like that. It, it's, it's like a modern take on the Phantom. It's of the like opera. Ev- it's, it's it references every classic like gothic horror bit of literature uh, it's very it came out the year before rocky horror picture show and shares a lot of similarities with it despite being like completely unconnected to it yeah and completely bizarre in many many ways but uh, so but so good all right 
Uh, well, you can catch it next week, uh, so where we will cover that. You can find us over at satfriendsclub.com, uh, satfriendsclub over on Twitter, and also on Patreon at patreon.com slash satfriendsclub. Uh, we do have a Discord group. You can jump in there. Um, we do have uh, early episodes that get posted up on the uh, Patreon if you are so interested uh, and uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, so next week, uh, we have Phantom of the Paradise, and we will uh, we'll have a good time with that. Yep. All right. Sleep well, everyone. See you next week. Happy Halloween! Bye-bye. Good night.